Welcome back to the Watch the Series podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. We got Trav and Rich back for The Expanse, episodes three and four. What's going on, fellas? Hey, hey. Hey. So, yeah, we decided, like we said last time, we're doing these two at a time. So there's three. We did one and two. Now this is three or four. I think five is already out, and it's not even Friday yep. yet. So yeah. they just dropping these, like. Also, Rich, I found out, I don't know if you've been watching this, or Trev, I don't know if you've been watching this, but apparently they have, like, some shorts that they're showing, like, in between these that they call, like, x-rays or something, and they explore, like, other people's, like, like situations. Did you see that, Rich? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's, like, through the, it's easier when I'm using my smart TV than it is with, like, Comcast. It's, like, a little clunky but yeah they're really informative and really kind of like get into the stuff like we were talking about last week that might be either here's the inspiration from the book or here's what inspires for this scene versus what you know it's like really cool it's it's a it's a nice making of without it being fully a making of so yeah i didn't even know about it so yesterday i was reading something on reddit or something about this that popped up um and i was like oh i gotta go back and watch those also i found out that they're doing a telltale game for the expanse Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's supposed to be following Drummer, I think. That's cool. Now, I'm I'm, I'm getting it. Sasa uh, boss man. <laughs> it says, in the near future on the outskirts of the asteroid belt, a bloody mutiny breaks loose on the Artemis. You take the role of Exo Kamina Drummer, where your choices determine the fate of the ship. What will you do with the truth? So... Yeah, so you're supposed to be uh, you're supposed to be drummer in that. So yeah, I mean, I love Telltale games, so they already had me. Real, real quick, Brandon, <clears throat> you said it was thirty degrees, twenty seven degrees in Dallas. So I imagine you don't have a fan on, right? <laughs> I do have a fan on because the heat is on and it's oh, hot. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I was about to say uh, your lanyard in the back keeps uh, wiggling around. And it's kind of scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, that's what right. happens. It gets cold and you turn the heat on and you get hot. I feel like uh I don't know. I don't know the word. I was gonna say something <laughs> messed up. <laughs> but yeah, I get hot and then I get cold. But yeah, the expanse video game, Telltale series. I don't know when it's coming out. It doesn't say they I just dig, released uh, the trailer. I dig Telltale games. I've played I played Game of Thrones one and I played like I spent money on the Game of Thrones one from my tablet. Like, I got it, like, you know, I don't know, 2014 or 15 or something. And the Batman one I have, that was yeah. one that was a, a PS, a PSN, 
like monthly one of the free ones they gave away. So I, yeah, but Cam had it when I first moved down here. He had it on for Xbox, and we would I watch him uh, go through the story. And yeah, yeah, those are those are always a good time. And I think I've seen people play the Walking Dead one. I think yeah, that's the one that one that blew up Telltale. At least that's it's two Batman ones. It's two Batman ones. I think there's two Walking Three Walking Dead. Three Walking Dead. Yeah, it might be three Walking Deads. And then they have um, Guardians. Yeah, they have Guardians. And then they have that book. Uh, what's the book with the fairy tale? Fables. They have a Fables one. The Last of Us. Not The <clears throat> Last of Us. I'm sorry. The uh, um, I have it in I forget my, what my it's office. Called. The but Wolf Among Us. The Wolf Among Us. Yeah, The Wolf Among Us. Yep. So, yeah, I love Telltale stuff. So, yeah, Expanse is growing. So, you know, maybe this won't be the end. Maybe somebody will bring it back. Um, but, yeah, before we get into the details, Trav, what did you think about episode four and five overall? Or three and four? I mean, three and four, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, good stuff. Uh, exciting episodes. Certainly kept me uh, kept me at the edge of my seat, literally, some of those, some of those scenes. And they do a really good space chase like every season they have a really good chase scene that's uh that's high quality and and this one was uh that we got and i think episode four was really good um yeah good good stuff thumbs up but i i'm realizing we haven't marco is the only bad guy like where's that slob tar guy that turned or you know the martian guy that turned and he got um didn't he get whatever happened on that ship when he went through the ring wasn't that him at the end of last season yeah he got wrecked yeah he got wrecked by whatever those fire things are when he went through the ring that holder's been looking into oh he was on that ship yeah he was on that ship okay well well i guess that answers that (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, why haven't they bought these folks up? Like, they were big time bad guys at the end of last season. They, they, you know, uh, allowed this stuff to happen and helped it go through. But okay, uh, Rich, uh, I was going to ask you what you think, but I was, I was reading. I saw a lot of people when I saw this thing on Reddit. I saw a whole bunch of book readers were excited about Duarte. Is he like a big character in the book? Well, you remember him from last season when he was meeting at the, uh, at like the Emeraldy. And in the book, yeah, he is. Uh, is he the tall essential. black dude? No, Duarte was the one who did the speech. Oh, in Laconia, when he was talking to the little yeah. girl. Oh, yeah. that guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah. 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 Where did he? Where did he come from? He was. He just, what do you mean in general? No, I mean in that scene, he just. He just popped up. Hey, I'm Admiral Duarte. You might recognize me from such films as <laughs> yeah. "Sorry Your Family Died." Yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of like, "Wait, what? How is he there? He's supposed to playing counselor. Like he's doing a good job. Like, hey, I'm not mad at him, but yeah, it was a little, a little odd." So, but Rich, what, uh, Rich, what you think about three and four? Yeah, I really enjoyed them. I think four, especially with Duarte's return, um, and and throughout the tendrils of like what's going on and really Holden finally being held accountable for stuff. I thought that was a pretty good thread throughout both episodes. What was Peaches yeah. saying she wanted to kill him? <laughs> no, like just talking. Well, I mean, yes, <laughs> but no, Peaches also 
you know, being upfront with them about like, you know, you messed up, but this is the moment I knew when I really probably shouldn't kill you, but maybe would have if I had the chance. She didn't finish that part because she was like, she said, I said, nah, nice. I got Marty just for you. <laughs> that is a word to hear. Yeah. I altered my entire body just so I could kill you. And then right. I was like, maybe I should discredit you even better. Well, what about the thing that she says she thinks about my man from like season three that she murdered? Uh, oh, Ren. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I see his face and that's probably, I think that's why I throw up every time I use my mind. <laughs> She's been good this season. I like her kind of redemption arc. Well, it started a couple of seasons ago, but it's, I mean, <clears throat> but it's still going. Uh, it's been kind of a long ride. So, all right, let's get into this. Let's start with Laconia because they had the least amount of action this uh, episode, these two episodes. But it has some interesting things. So we start off with Kara uh, in school, and you know they're teaching. Because I think I said last episode, like, don't these kids got school or something? So yeah, apparently mm-hmm. they do got school on Laconia, and they're learning. And she ain't paying attention. She's looking at her Palm Pilot. Looking at this is classic pilot. homesteader lifestyle where yes. it ain't enough kids to have first second third fourth fifth grade so all the kids whether you eight or 16 <laughs> is in this class and and we we all learn it so pay attention her device was like a futuristic pokedex it's like she's going through these animals and she sees like the, she's looking at the bird and she wasn't even trying to hide like it'd be slick the, the teacher walks up on her is like and looking, not paying attention to class and tells her to put her phone away or whatever. And, you know, so she puts it away. Then she goes out and her brother's like, hey, me and these other kids about to go play soccer. Why don't you come with us? And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. And, she, and then the brother was like, can I come with you? She's like, leave me alone. Like, get away from me. Uh, <laughs> and stop following me and ran away. And she goes back to that same spot she's been going to every episode. Um, and she walks up. And, you know, she sees that her drone has been fixed. It's just sitting there, like, fixed, working. And she picks up those in the air. She's like, oh, it works. And so then the dog creeps out. The dog, quote, unquote, creeps Mm -hmm. out and is looking at her. And then the bird walks out. and All, like, three of them. Yeah. And and the dead bird walks out. She only got one back into the nest. So all the ones that fell, fell out, mm-hmm. you assume, well, they're, they're dead. <laughs> you know, look how long it took that one to die. Those other two little, little ones are going to be gone, too. And here they come waddle, waddling their little alien chicken cells out. <laughs> and she puts the connection together like, oh, wow, you fixed them? You fixed them? You fixed this? You fixed things? Wow. Fix is an interesting word here. Because this kid, I don't know, man. That bird yeah. looks zombified. Like, that don't look, like, fixed. <laughs> it looks like something. So, Rich, I don't know if, I don't want you to, like, spoil it, but is this in the books? Like, this happening with this alien dog? No, not, like I said, none of this is in the books. Like, oh, okay. we jump 20 years, and whatever happens in 20 years happens. <clears throat> so this is oh. all, like, new to me. So you're saying okay. the only Laconia we get you get in the books is 20 years from the main time frame. Well, okay. I don't know how to put this. Um, yes, 
I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest way to answer it. Yes. That's we get case, so Laconia yeah. 20 years from now after having figured this stuff out. Okay. And, but but uh, here we're know. getting Laconia in the same time. There is no time jump. They're not doing that's the main difference. Right. So was car right. was car like 27 or 30? In the I don't I, at the point I'm at in the books, because I haven't finished the last three. I don't years. think I don't think I've seen Kara yet. Okay. Okay. But what I have seen is I, I don't think this is like great because there's no way they can pull that off without the time jump. Duarte's okay. people have ships that have proto molecule tech. I think we were seeing that though. Because weren't we seeing like them weird ships in the air when they first went to Laconia? And they were doing transports from it. I thought those were like that, but maybe it's not that yet. But yeah, so this dog apparently can bring things back to life <laughs> somehow. And so Kara runs off. Like oh, she goes, wait, yeah. Brandon, you you said the little alien chicken thing looked zombified. It wasn't. Did it look like that to you, Rich? I thought it was regular. I thought it no, looked like it the rest looked of like it. a different color. The regular was a yellow. Old, this one was like yeah. purple and. Yeah. It looked like it was a zombie. I was like, this don't yeah, look good looked, at all. It looked like okay. those uh the what if episode. Like it was kind of like <laughs> I'm here, but I'm not here. Yeah, so cargo's running off to tell her parents, like, look, look what I found out. This this animal can bring shit back to life. And she walks in and the daddy gives her a hug immediately, and you hear the mama crying. And you yeah, everybody's over. somber and sad. Yeah. It's a dead kid. Her brother dead on the couch. And I was sad. And so then they cut to like some type of like wake of some sort. And uh, you hear the people in the background. I, I always watch these with um, closed caption. And so mm -hmm. just like this girl, this woman and this guy in the background, they're like, what happened? And it was like, it was an accident. And she was like, oh, this, is oh, it was, this was some straight video game. You're the conversations you're meant to hear when the NPC, you know, for a cutscene. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the one person says, like, uh, the guy says, well, what's going to happen to the driver? So apparently it was like a car accident. Like he ran him over or something. Mm -hmm. and, and the woman says, I heard that they're bringing out the firing squad. I said, what? <laughs> the fire? Oh, they're about yeah. the <laughs> you got to realize, though, Brandon. They went when they left, and that's one thing that's that that I don't know if they're gonna put the the like when Laconia Laconia doesn't really like exist. Like remember, this is the Martian military that broke off and deuced. So everything okay. they're raised in is like Caesarian militaristic, like the military runs everything. So yeah, you, you get in that firing squad because first of all, <laughs> because you hit the kid, if it was like drunk driving or any sort of vice, you're already in the mixer. Second of all, it's a kid. They got to make a point. And so, yeah. 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 But in 22 and 2250, they're still doing the firing squad? Remember what they come from, though, Brandon. Remember, you got to go with the tendrils, brother, because they come oh, from yeah. Mars, which was already looking at Earth as like these like soft dudes eating like oh, yeah. <laughs> cashews and, and sipping Mai Tais while I'm doing 50 push-ups and like the 5G. 
And so they are taking it even harder now that they're homesteaders. Like everything we got, we built different. That's true. So yeah, man, that dude getting the fire squad. And so then Duarte shows up and he starts talking to this little girl. And I'm like, bro, we talked this little girl for. And you know, and she seems okay. I mean, she's sad, but she's like, all right. And so Duarte is like trying to give her a speech about grief. She talks, he starts talking about, she's like, did you lose a little boy? And he says, no, I lost a place. And he starts talking about basically like how oh, Mars. Yeah, how we're the same because Mars isn't, we're not on Mars anymore. There's no point in terraforming it. And that was my, that was my everything. And so he gives her basically, he's like, your parents are supposed to be in Paris, but y'all are here making a difference or whatever. And so then this dude runs in. Isn't this the dude from last season that was messing with the proto-molecule? I think yep. this was him. But he runs mm-hmm. in and basically says, I got a breakthrough. Like, you got to come see this. And we don't find out what it is, but I'm guessing it's not good. Like, I'm guessing it's not good at all. Um, and that's pretty much it for Laconia. Like, that Laconia was pretty short in these two episodes. Yeah, I'm not even sure if there was Laconia in episode four. That everything we just talked about. Yeah, I think that was all episode three. It was all happened in episode three. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Trav, you want to do series or do you want to do the Rossi or the Pella? Uh, do, do series. All right. So then we go to series station and uh, they show uh, the UN ships like making their way there, like Marcos predicted. You know, once they don't have to keep all their ships back. To stop the rocks, they can come after him. So I'm surprised Alva Serrano was on this ship, but she on it and she's going to Ceres. And they pull up and Ceres look like a ghost town. And they're like, mm-hmm. uh, this station's been abandoned. Like, this must be a trap. What the hell going on here? Uh, so they send some Marines out and they walk into the station. They check and they're like, oh, it's no life signs here. It's empty. It's no life signs here. They turn a corner and it's like all these belters in like this back alley, basically. And uh, what's her name? Sick uh, Sangerini's there, and it's like, you know, we're the only ones left, basically. Uh, so they bring Sangerini in, and they had her cuffed, but then uh, Alva Sarala tells her to get uncuffs, and she pulls up. They pull up her screen so she can talk to her, and she goes, "You worked for Anderson Dawes." And she was like, "He was a reasonable man. He was a little bit more violent, a little violent for my taste, but." He was reasonable, and she was like, yeah, I shared his vision. And so she was like, if you shared his vision, what the hell are you working for Marcos for? Why are you, help, why are you helping the guy that assassinated him? Yeah. And she was like, I work for the belt. I don't work for him. And so she was like, Mar- Marcos dipped on y'all. Like, he abandoned y'all. Where is he? And she was like, he didn't tell me where he was going. And she was like, but I can give you some advice. Y'all need to get up out of here and just leave us be. And I'm like, these belts got so much pride, man. That's the thing with they are so prideful. And, uh, you know, she's basically like, everything that's useful has been stripped. There's nothing here for you. There's no fuel. There's no munitions. We only got food and air left for three weeks. And I'm like, you don't see how Marcos, like, did this to y'all? Like, he did this to y'all. He set y'all up for this. And, uh... So they cut away and they cut to Officer Rala and she's like, you know, don't be taking anybody else in. Like, we can't seem like we're rounding up belchers like cattle. Like, let them roam free. We need to help them out. 
And then the one dude was like, hey, man, this ain't our problem. We don't got enough food and air and supplies to help these people. Like, we need to get up out of here. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she was like, we can't do that because this is a trap. Like, this is what he wanted for us to come here and to leave these people be so they can use that for propaganda and say that we killed all these millions of belters on series and left them to die. Rich, what do you think about this scenario? You think they should have stayed and helped, or you think they should have got up out of there? I think it was a lose-lose situation for them. I think it would have been a bigger loss if they had left. And, and it's annoying because as we saw over both episodes, there's this clear like occupier energy that they got. Like there already is this feeling like I don't care what they give us a sandwich, that sandwich is tainted. That sandwich is just trying to get us to join their side to fight against our own people. It's like, nah, man, you don't have food. I'm giving you a sandwich. Like, it ain't that serious. Like, get out of my face. Yeah, they made a and, made the whole big speech. Don't 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 sell out yourself for a sip of water. I then die without that sip of water. Right, then be thirsty. <laughs> be thirsty then. Because I'm on sip. And it, it was just, you know, then when we saw the bombs, like it also played out. And clearly, and and, and like Avasaro even mentioned on series, like. Marcos planted those things on the way out mm-hmm. and they won't believe you because they don't trust you. Like they're just going to default kind of like with AB right now. He's like, yeah, my ankle don't work. So they wanted me to play and I wasn't going to play on it. It's like, dude, we just saw you running topless. Like <laughs> what, 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 what yeah. I'm supposed to do with this. And so I, I was just very frustrated because um, I feel like um, it's a no, it's a no win and then on top of that, you got folks who never really, like I said last week, they never really rectified, which is going to sound like some bootstraps crap. So I apologize in advance. They never really rectified with the fact that that's what this is what they signed up for when they became belters. Yeah, it, like, I mean, it is. And that's the whole thing I was always curious about with the belters is they. it seems like they want to be their own nation, right? They're like, okay, we want we want independence like Mars, right? But I'm like, how are y'all supposed to get food and air? water like yeah marco <laughs> even said we, you to 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 fill it like you and me we belong out here in the dark like <laughs> like that's what you're striving to yeah we just want to be on one of these floating rocks and just eke out an, ex- an existence we've been doing it for for generations why well, stop now i guess like they're not even talking about like building dome cities. And- no, remember, they didn't even <laughs> want a whole planet for themselves. Like, if we yeah. go on a planet, we won't be belters no more. Like, that's a good <laughs> thing. This is like, it's like, it's like Mob Deep. No matter how much loot I get, I'm staying in the project. Like, no, that's not how you're supposed to do things. It's like, leave and, or, and then, and then throw a rope back for some people <laughs> to bring them along <laughs> with you. You know, just. Stay there in the fucking shit and have the best house in the project and the best stuff in the yeah no I, I don't I don't get that men, that belter mentality of we we were born rough rugged and raw and we're gonna you know stay rough rugged and raw even when we're presented with a planet a livable breathable planet that we could slowly with medicine and you know get acclimated to or at least the one Bro, they got medicine that can bring back people's limbs i'm sure they got something that can get belters acclimated to zero g i mean whatever gravity yeah, well some of them it doesn't i mean some of it doesn't work like naomi's a prime example like it would take 
way more, or it's probably the way they've sold it. It's impossible, at least in the situation Aaron, where she can't like stop and get an entire, you know, her whole endocrine system transplant. I don't know, whatever. The, the <laughs> no, remember, is. guys, the big issue with them is it isn't necessarily zero G for the Belters because they live in zero G. It's the opposite, yeah. It's the opposite. And that's what annoys me about this whole process. Like, they are the jilted lover that don't want you to get better. They're like, forget y'all. Look, my, my wife's like, geez. You don't know about the Belters, Melissa. You don't know about what they do, man. Like, <laughs> like she's in the kitchen, like, geez. Like, you're coming hard. Like, you got to understand. Things I sound like have a Republican changed when I talk with, about the Belters. With Rich. I, I get like, that. Go, by, go back and if we did, like, early stuff, like season three or whatever... Mm-hmm. And I was always the one super harsh on the Belters, calling them soft bones. <laughs> and and Rich was always, you know, like he always is, even with those uh those those M words over in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> he's always taking up for him now. now no, he's, because here's the thing the entire it, it, trip on the Belters. Well, it's because now you JBL you at the border. <laughs> yeah, if you want to say like, because their big argument is just leave us alone. We could do for ourselves. We got us. Okay, we're gonna dip to these fifteen hundred new co- planets. See y'all. No, 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 no. You're not going anywhere because you need to be around us because we need to do it for ourselves. Like, wait, what? Make it make sense, man. Rich turned on them when Philip showed up. That's when I, I remember. Hate <laughs> I hate Philip. I hate Marcos. Naomi, I barely tolerate ever since season two. Whole family just needs to get spaced. Right. So he 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 hates the, that family, and now he's uh, the whole whole belt, the whole nation, the whole uh, what's called it, species, the whole uh, you know all of them now. Typical. Listen, typical. you got the spe- you got the belter version of the Hussein family, and you expect me to justify not liking them? <laughs> okay. Like, all three of them have committed a genocide against Earthers. How am I supposed to defend that? I can't defend it. Okay, William Stryker. Thank you. <laughs> the good reverend has spoken. <laughs> uh, so then, you know, uh, next we see uh, the black dude, Admiral Sadiq. He's basically giving uh, Chrissy the lay of the land, telling her what's going on. And uh, she rolls up on Monica. And Monica's getting ready to like go out in the field and do some more reporting. And she's like, I liked your last report. And, she, and Monica's like, yeah, I bet you did. That's why you approved it. And then, and then she went out there. She's embedded. Then, she's, a, she's, she's going embedded. out to, yeah, she's going out <laughs> onto series to do stuff, to interview people and talk to people. So <clears throat> then the inners, uh Marines were giving out food and like speaking in Belter language to them. And I'm like, don't all the Belters know English? Like, I feel like they all know English. But they Certainly speak- enough to understand, hey, here's a bowl of soup in a blanket. But they're trying to make an olive branch, speaking yeah. their language. Yeah. And the one white dude was like, weren't we here to shoot these people? I'm like, god damn. Yo, Skinhead McGee don't get, yeah, you saying, like, wow, they really, uh, they really cast a Cast the right guy to, to, to say that line. And then the other dude, <laughs> the black guy was like, gee, don't be an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, Monica like, had her video eye recording it the whole damn time. Don't worry, we'll edit that out, uh, Sergeant, or whatever, you know, private or whatever she you know, said. 
And so then Monica finds this homeless dude, and he got a cat named Lazy Earther. <laughs> I think wasn't the name Lazy Earther or what was it called? Something uh, like that. Some disparity. Something like uh, that. <laughs> and he gives this whole speech about like you know, how he was living on the belt and this and that. And then some bombs go off. Well, we don't get we we get the the timid introduction. Oh yeah, we see the speech mm-hmm. in that video later. That's right. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, she's just talking to some homeless guy with a cat. And and then you know, a few seconds later, that that same uh, 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 black uh, 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 soldier guy was like, oh, I'm gonna go mm-hmm. around here to go check on. Oh, because they couldn't find her. She wasn't within right. in mm-hmm. view. Like, like the occupied area. Yeah, like, damn it. And so he ran off to go, like, see if he could find her. And then, boom, the, the station starts various explosions all over. And the whole dock got blown up. So was this the first time we've seen a domesticated pet in space in this show? Uh, didn't uh, my man have one as a detective in the in his office? Oh, I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. I thought Miller had a cat. Miller, good old Miller. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder how these animals are surviving out there. I can't imagine being a belt. They got some cat. soft bones too. Don't <laughs> come back there. Oh Earth. my God. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I need to see that. I need to see more about the animals in the belt. Uh so yeah, then it gets booby trap, it gets blown up. Everything, like everything is blown up. A bunch of people died. I think they said like 40 people died or something like that. Like a whole bunch of people died. And um, next thing we know, we see Sanjarini or whatever her name is, Sanjarini, giving a speech to whip up the belt, what Travis was talking about earlier. Like, you know, if we're going to die, we're going to die in the belt. Like, because she don't believe, because then they cut to Alice Arella in the war room and they're like, Dog, this was obviously Marcos who did this to them. Why don't we just release this and let them know? And Officer Rollo was like, you think they're going to believe that? <laughs> they think the election is rigged. Ain't nothing you can tell them to believe that. Uh, right. And so she's like, what's the point of that? They're just going to say we doctored it and <laughs> it's bullshit. So what's the point of that? Like, no, we got to do this the right way. Like, we got to convince them that we're on their side. We can't just release some stuff. And so Carino... The uh, Mars representative, she was basically like, hey, dog, like, I get this, but we could just, like, you know, send some ships over to Medina, blow them up, cripple it, and just end this right now, basically. And Avastral was like, yeah, that's just what they want us to do. Basically, like, show our strength, be the be the inners who we always said we are, kill these belters, and go along. This is going to make Marco more powerful. It's like, no, nah, we're not about to do that on my watch. And she leaves out, and then uh, Carino gets like a message from someone saying, she's like, oh, she's not down for it. And then the person responded, well, Mars is willing to go do it on their own. And I'm like, God, y'all have not learned a single thing. Yeah, that was... Like, so what are they going to do? Like, seriously, like, what are they going to do besides cost at a critical moment, cost, uh, you know something get lines get crossed or or two people in the same place at the same you know imagine two wide receivers running like a similar right like why are you on the same area get out get out of here kind of thing um 
I do kind of want to see the Mormon worship house again. So that'd be good to see Medina one more time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and oh, Medina that's what that was, song. right, right. Yeah, that yeah. was the Mormon uh, whatever. The gyroscope <laughs> or whatever, like the one they had to get yeah. spinning, you know. So then they, uh, you know, they show Monica in the room with all the dead people and they're trying to ID, you know, these people who they did. And then uh, then Chrissy uh, ends up seeing the video for Monica that she made on series. And she was like, no, nah, we're not releasing this. This make us look weak. <laughs> and Monica's like, yeah, that's the point. Like, we're all weak. Well, this yeah, that happened. But did you talk about the one, the first version or the first episode that happened to be they were watching it on Drummer's Ship? Oh yeah, well yeah, we didn't get the drummer yet, but yeah, with the mm-hmm. with the pastor that was she was on Medina when everything was going down. That's who that was. Ago. Yeah, that's the yeah. same woman. Okay, mm-hmm. the one that uh, Carissa stabbed or yeah, whatever. she was she was she was dope. I liked her. Yeah, that oh, was her. and her sister Carissa had a pet. Remember, she had the robot hamster. Oh yeah, that's true. Her she dad paid a hamster. lot of money for. I was like, that's ridiculous. Robot hamster. <laughs> I don't remember. Julie Mao, I think her name was. Mm-hmm. Julie had a, a robot hamster, and then the Belters have had... Oh, we're and, talking uh, about what, season one? If we're talking about Julie yeah. And then... Um, crystallized pro- proto-molecule right about now somewhere. Jeez, see, <laughs> that literally was. Like, what are you talking about? It was a big reveal. Big, like, he opened the yeah. door, and she's like, crystallized proto-molecule. See? And then... And then um, uh, my, our, 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 all of our favorite Martian had a pet rat growing up. She bragged about. Okay, but that's oh, all yes, Mars. But you would still yeah, have but to all have, those are like, things carried from Earth. Like you, you when, in the yeah, transition. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's a local local cat, <laughs> local breed. Interesting. So, so I just want to say for the record that at some point, like Kimmet might have a predecessor that sneaks on a ship. <laughs> <laughs> how was that, that homeless guy's cat not food a long time ago? Like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, they don't have no food for people. Like, on how the does belt. a cat get to be fat? Oh, see, lazy. now I get to be defensive and say even the belters aren't that sandwich, huh? I got to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. I won't be, but I, I usually would have to be that guy. I don't, I don't believe it. Well, maybe cat doesn't taste good, but they definitely would have ate the dog. They would have ate the dog. <laughs> that's why we ain't seen no dogs. We ain't that's why. No dogs. This whole right, time. cats cats do got the you know the inherent pest thing, pest control. Mm-hmm. We did see a rat this episode, I think. Yes, I where we saw a rat. Yeah, I think we saw a rat. So yeah, um, so then uh, yeah, they saw the video. She's like, it makes it look weak. Monica's like, that's the point. And she was like, listen, like you got to see them as human. Like this is never going to you know they can see you as human. And Officer Rowe was like, I'm not sure the Belters will ever see us as human. And Monica was like, uh, I don't know if I'm talking about them. I'm talking about y'all. And she's got a point. Like, the Enders do treat the Belters like shit <laughs> this whole time. But, you know. Yeah. I like, mean, did, is it warranted after having some rocks furled yeah. on the planet? Well, I they mean, treated them like shit before then, too. Yeah, to be this ain't nothing new. I mean, I, mean <laughs> I, I doubt if you have to ever sell by the How's your relationship with Earth and Mars or, you know, now or compared to a year ago, six months ago? Like, 
about to say. Listen, all they got to do is pick themselves up by their boneless bootstraps and <laughs> take a couple of multivitamins, do some push-ups, and they'd be all right. But if they can't do that, I can't be responsible for welfare queens lying up in space. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rich Reagan. Thank you. Uh, so Listen, right. I'm just saying, just say no. Then we'll go to the Rossi, because I'll get the Philip and Drummer later. Uh, mm. So, you know, Holden is Holden looks like it's the end of times. Like he walks down the steps when we first see him. I'm like, look, this dude like he hasn't slept in 48 hours. Like he just needs to go sit down somewhere. And he tells Peaches, like, hey, it's time for you to have watch. Like, it's your turn. And she's like, bruh, like, what you you want me to do this? You sure? And he's like, yeah, like it's easy. And she's like, I can't fly. Like, what you want me to do? And she's like, we're just going to one place to another. Like, it flies itself. Just sit up there and look and let us know if something happens. And so she was about to go. And she almost falls because she's still recovering from using her mod. And Holden's like, yeah, all right. And then before she goes up, she was like, you know, I got this to kill you, right? <laughs> like, I got only I only got this because I, I, ain't, I ain't like you at all. Like, I wanted to take you off the map. But, you know, I wanted to discredit you to make my father look like a hero, even though I know he's terrible now. But that's what I was thinking at the time. I thought it was a good idea. Obviously, it wasn't. And so she's just been real cathartic trying to get all this stuff out. And so Holden says to her, like, you know, there's a lot of people on this ship that made mistakes, you know, they regret stuff. So, like, you know, you're in good company. But, yeah, this is when she says what Travis talked about, how she, like, you know, every time she uses her mind, she sees this dude that she killed. And she sees his face every time she uses it. And that's why her she Her mentor, her buddy, her, you know, her old head. She I was did. like, oh, this is all right, Clarissa. You yeah, then she, like, ba- then she bashes head up against the the, the thing, something like the side of the ship. Oh yeah, she did do that. That was on Medina, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah, all this happened on Medina. Yep, his hands on. You know, she didn't shoot him from across the room, uh, or push him off a cliff. She, <laughs> with her hands, maybe not her bare hands, but with her hands. Smashed his head into a solid object until he stopped living. <laughs> so you can imagine, you know, when you think of like assassins class, like that's like the level, you know, when you can get up close and stab somebody or slice their throat. That's when you're like a master assassin because it takes not just the skill and the physical capability to get up close and be sneaky, but to <clears throat> kill somebody with your hands or with a knife or something. Is is psychologically hard to do. Like it's not even even in situations where somebody's attacking you, and you know it's hard if you get the upper hand to then go. Wait, I gotta like shove this knife into this guy. Like, oh, it's even though I was like, just having this conversation with someone like two weeks ago because they were like they were talking about Texas and all the guns, and they were like, "Yeah, I'd be having guns in case somebody runs up in my house." And I was like, "You realize like." It's not that easy just to, like, kill someone. Well, that's the thing. Psychologically, it is with a gun, especially if you're scared and you're standing there with it. It's easy to... (laughs) Yeah, but you're probably going to miss. Well, regardless, it's not hard to pull a trigger. Like, we see that. I mean, yeah, but to stab somebody with a knife or to beat them to death or choke them, that's like... Yeah. yeah. That's true. (laughs) 
So then they cut to Amos, you know, and he he's talking about uh, he's talking with Bobby, basically about how their food is shit and it's disgusting. It looked like oatmeal, honestly. But well, they're talking. They're they're hammering the the Alex is going thing because he didn't he make all the he had all the oh yeah he used to cook all the noodles and he made all that garbage edible and taste good and you know hooked it up yeah. with spices and shit. So you know. And uh, I was like, they talking about it like it's that slop that they eat on the uh, Nebuchadnezzar in the Matrix. <laughs> and, and so then they start talking about the Canterbury, and I was like, damn, we ain't talked about that. Yeah, five seasons. Was it, wasn't that was the original name of the Rossi, right? No, the Canterbury was that ship that Holden and them were on That's all the, the way that back they, in season that they, one that blew that up. They, it was that ship that blew up in the first season that they was on and they were supposed to go do something and Holden was the captain and they right, right, right. convinced them not to do it or whatever. I, I thought the cant was what got uh, renamed into the into – because the, they had to change the name and, like, recode it so they wouldn't be rolling around in the stolen uh... – No, remember, the uh, Rosie was something else. Because that's what the Martians would call it. Like the, uh, they would call it whatever it was before that. And then, uh, you know, like even Bobby would talk about it. Yeah, the Canterbury uh, was that ice ship that Holden yeah, that was, was in charge hauling. of. That was holding yeah. all that ice and stuff. Okay. So Bobby was like, oh, remember, yeah, he wasn't the captain, though. He was the XO. Oh, yeah, he was and the that's XO. That's what made yeah. it awkward. Yeah, he was he was all he was basically in the Naomi role. He was always mm-hmm. the second in command questioning everything and doing stuff on his own. And the captain was like, listen, you little dusty, so-and-so, <laughs> like I'm about sick of your crap. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your six moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they were like, uh, she was like, Yeah, man, like we all thought it was your fault. And I was looking forward to coming in and bringing y'all in for some heavy duty interrogation. And Amos was like, oh, yeah, like I wouldn't have come easy. And Bobby was like, yeah, that sounds like fun, too. That would have, that yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> I was like, Amos, I don't think you want that smoke. You're kind of a psychopath, but I don't think you want that. I think it looked like they both wanted that smoke. And it was called <laughs> the Tachi back in the day before it became the Rosinante. Oh, yeah, the Tachi. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. So, uh, you know, but then, you know, Amos was like, but, you know, they got some good ass noodles on series. And she was like, Oh, yeah, I ain't never been to series. What else they got on series? And he was like, uh, they got good bars and good brothels. And, and, and the noodle like, shops are good. And she's like, So all they got on series is noodles, bars, and brothels. And he's like, I ain't never looked for that else. So what you want from me? <laughs> he's like, a man of simple taste. That's a good point. What, what, what else do you want from him? Uh so then they, uh, you know, they had a clip of like some Earth news and the people on Earth were talking about like what series station and they were like, you know, we can't feed our people here and y'all trying to help them belters on series like with our food where we can't even feed everybody here. And I was like, that's that's very uh, poignant compared to what we hear now. But, you know, it's not a it's not a terrible point. Like Earth is in bad shape, but, you know. Y'all still got more. Yeah, they have, more. you know, considering they are actually, you know, it's hard to feed themselves uh, in that scenario. That's the only thing. Like, 
here now this time like there's an abundance like everybody <laughs> could have but they're like mm, we're gonna hold this on we're gonna, <laughs> you know we're gonna hold this and not no so so that's a, it's a little different but so Naomi was like, uh, you know, Holden walks in. She sees her watching the news, whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. And they were talking about like killing the murderous belters, and she's getting upset. Naomi, walk, I mean, Holden walks in, and Naomi's like, dog, the elephant's right there. Like, we can talk about it. And she was like, I froze up. She's like, I took a step out. And right then, I was back on the Chetsamoka and on the Pella, jumping to the Chetsamoka, and I froze. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, that's what happened. Um, and he was like, I get it. Like, sorry, I get it. Like, let's move on. And so he's like, but can you do me a favor though? And she was like, what? And he was like, listen, I've been going through, I got all this data about the barkeep and all the similar ships that kind of just disappeared when it went through the ring. Can you kind of look through this and like, tell me what all this means? Because I ain't slept in 48 hours and I'm about to go to sleep basically. And so she was like, sure, I can do that. Um, and so then they cut to Amos and that plant dude from a couple seasons ago mm-hmm. uh, sent him a message about <laughs> the plant guy <laughs> with the daughter. Yeah, with the yeah the plant guy with the daughter. Yeah, about special yeast. Uh, and mm-hmm. he was talking about this yeast, and he was like, uh, you know, all you need is some uh, carbon and some leftover energy, and you can make enough food to feed everybody. And I was like. Is it good food though, or is it just enough to survive? Like, what are we talking about here? Uh, real quick, I've got the episodes on in the background. Episode four starts with the with the wake, and then we get Duarte. And oh, I, so that I, was episode I see, four. Yeah, I said everything happened in three, but yeah, no. So there was more Laconia in episode four. So, Rich, is this yeast thing? Is this in the books? Yeah, I mean, that's been with most of this stuff, like even with the technology, because think about when they time jump 20 years, Holden and company are in there, like Holden and Naomi and whomever else are alive are in their 70s, but they're like basically 40-year-olds or 90, okay. I think it may be 40-year-olds. So yeah, so it's something that's like very transformative. And it's like, I don't know how like, mm, I'm trying to think of the right way. Because it's like, I was I was even talking to you guys back when that thing happened with uh, Prax in terms of uh, like in the book how much further they took it mm-hmm. because he got completely disowned and not, not disowned they like basically made it seem like he he abused in like a sexual way his daughter and other kids and his wife like went along with it because the Martian government was like if you know what's good for you like you didn't do it and so he was just like just like with what's going on now with the belters like you can't win the war of public opinion on something like that yeah and so you know he's like get this to the right people basically like get get to somebody who can do something with this and so i was like i guess you can send this to officer to help out them people on series he he immediately he immediately did that's one thing i used to give a lot of props to the flash uh i'll give the same props to to the expanse they don't little stupid stuff like every little thing doesn't become a plot point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like he immediately forwarded it 
forward it to her, to her. He didn't like it's not sitting around. It's not sitting in the cloud somewhere where he didn't get her that information. So oh, this is going to come. Well, it, they only got however many episodes left, so <laughs> they can't be they can't be leaving leaving loose ends. But yeah, they just boom right to it. No no futzing around. Just because I was thinking like okay, as I'm watching it, I was like. He needs to send this immediately to whoever he's going to send it to, and then he did. And I was like, "Oh wow, cool!" They didn't drag yeah. this out for for to make it a, a suspense thing. So, yeah. And it's it's one of those things where when you think about what was said earlier in the first couple of episodes, they have Avasarola mentioned they have a food problem because the only mm-hmm. place that hasn't been really destroyed by the rock was the area they designated like their grow area, but because of the fallout from the rocks hitting Earth. And yeah. messing with the atmosphere, the pH they're running out of food. All, all yeah, it's just wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a get. What he's given them is essentially a game changer because what he's saying is, uh, he even mentioned it, like you could use like a little bit of the waste and a bit of the carbon, and the proto molecules creating enough energy to feed like Earth. Uh, I would be a little hesitant to like eat some yeast food I would, laced with proto molecules. <laughs> Listen, listen. But when you, you, started, ain't seen, you, you ain't seen the sun in six months because the, <laughs> the, you know, the, the ash cover from the <laughs> continuous asteroids that keep hitting you. Uh, you might go, yeah, give me some of that proto yeast. Yeah, you know, give, me some, give me a loaf of that proto bread. That yeast? That yeast? <laughs> so then, uh, you know, uh, Bobby says, Oh, she says, uh, she says something about Christy. Bobby was like, you know, the old lady loves when you call her that. And he was like, at least I say it to her face. Uh, <laughs> and so Naomi figures out there's like some type of pattern with the disappearances of these ships going through the rings. And then Clarissa gets on and is like, hey, man, uh, it's some ship after us. And then they find out it's the Pella that's coming after them. So then we get the fight. So this is kind of a mix between the Pella, but I'll just stay with the Rossi. So then, uh, you know, Philip Philip says, well, I'm going to talk about the fight, but then we'll finish with the Rossi. So, uh, you know, they Marcus was like, all right, this is the this is the fucking Pella. Like, you know, let's go get it. Um, and the Roosevelt is like, uh, do we really need to do this right now? Like, I feel like we can let this go. Like, it's kind of out of our way. We want it's going to delay us. And he's like, "It's no. three of us, yeah. and we're better ships, and we got to look how many guns five to yeah. one. We got these guns. They don't have. They only got the one. Yeah, we can take them down." And Roosevelt's like, "It's not the right time, though." And uh, Marcus was like, "You got to see an opportunity when it presents itself," and. Uh, he was like, let's like, let's go. Then he tells this is when I this is when I messaged y'all and I was getting mad. He tells Philip, hey, you get on the guns. I'm like, yo, you know that ship has his mother on there, and you're gonna tell that mm-hmm. man to get on the missiles. Like, you're such a yeah. coward. Like no, he's such a coward. It. He's such a well, coward. What? Man. Wait, wait, he a coward because he didn't get on the guns? Yes, because he ain't get on the guns. He ain't do shit. Well, his well, one, he's the commander of the ship. They'll be all in the cockpit and do, 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 you know. Get somebody lasers. else on the guns. Don't make that man. Right. No, that's, that's, no, that's the is, question. That, that's, that's the, but thing. the whole that's point is yeah. he wants the kid to kill his mom, blow his mom up and prove that, yes. 
you know, you know, you're you're as mad at her as I am and willing to kill her and and, but, and, and for the cause and all that. But that's been his MO there for the entire thing. And it's like I said, you know, it's a family of Hussein's, but really that's not true because Marco really his hands are clean. It was before it was Naomi who came up with the code that killed all the people. And Marco yeah, they were together. They were, the they were running. Yeah, yeah but, so but, but, but that's the thing. He he does none of the dirt, but gets all of the credit. Mm-hmm. That's what has been his MO. Think about it. He had the people plant the bombs. He didn't blow them up. He won't take the credit for it. He'll leave it for the Earthers. He did the same thing. He wants his son to get jumped in so he could shoot Naomi and be like, oh, look what you did, my man. Like you look, you you are in this. You did you did something big here today. And yep. him be the cow, and even to the point. Think about it. He didn't want to get Holden until he knew it was three on one. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, that's what you do, right? <laughs> but no, no, no. But he's already like it, even on one on one. The way those ships were built with the Martian stuff, he, it, they already said they were outnumbered just one on one. And the three-on-one, like, he don't just want to win. He wanted to be a blowout. And then yes. when they take those L's, it looks even worse because you've been in a position. Like, he is perpetually up three-to-one and loses the series. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get the fight, and, you know, they, they get in this big-ass fight, and he tells Phillips, he's like, I got the, he's like, I got the shot. Like, the, you know, the missiles is locked. And... um Marcus was like, take the shot. And apparently it misses. So it misses him. And well, then, no, they, they knocked they, him down. They did it the, 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 the rail gun, or not the rail gun, but the. They didn't have the rail gun out yet. They, they, yeah, they got the, the regular machine thing. guns. Yeah. They knocked the missiles out. And he's like, I'm going to get the rail gun. And Noam was like, no, no, it takes too long. Uh, and this fight was really dope how they shot it. Like, it was really cool. Um, and so Rossi hits, you know. They hit the uh, one of those two other ships really bad, and so the the third ship was like, "Hey, we gotta go back and help them because it's real bad for them." So then it's just Appella and just the Rossi and Marcos. And, and like, Marcos is pissed. Cowards. We don't need he them. He calls them cowards. He's like, "We don't need them. Keep going. We still we still got the better ship." And they did have the better projection. Ship. And uh, you know, Amos was like, "We gotta go fix this." Like PDC, they're yelling now, fix the PDCs or whatever. And he's like, all right, let's go, Peaches. And she's like, we're in the middle of the fight. And he's like, like that's, that's the job. Exactly. <laughs> that's what we got to do. And so Bobby comes up, and I, I was like, oh, Travis probably loved this scene. Bobby comes up and was like, hey, give me give me gun control. And she's yeah. like, but hold on, like, you got something? He's like, I got this. And she's like, uh, give me the gun control. And she shoots it and they die. She's like, look, they're moving out the way the same way every time. Like every time, so like give him something to distract him. So he's like torpedoes. He's like, yeah, send these torpedoes out. We're gonna move them, and then I'm gonna take the shot. And the way they shot this was so perfect. They like shoot these torpedoes. You see them flying through space, and then you see like these other like railgun whatever missiles on the side of it, like below, behind it. And so the torpedoes come at them. The Pella moves the same way they always move, and they move right into the other missiles. Mm-hmm. And it hits them real bad and knocks their engine out. And and merch a couple people. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so then I got this scene. I didn't have a scene this week because this was, I was so mad. I watched this like three times watching this. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. this dude, 
This dude is the worst, man. He's the worst. So I got to share this. Let me share my screen so y'all can see. And then I'll play it. Uh, All right. Can y'all see my screen? Yeah. Okay. Can y'all hear that? Uh-huh. Okay, perfect. Here we go. Time to aim them. Hold their fire. What? Why? Marco's better as a prisoner than a martyr. Yeah, but he's never gonna surrender. They're not gonna be down for long. Our window's closing. If this doesn't work, you fire. <laughs> James, hold them. Power down and send us your control codes. I'll see you're treated fairly. I'd rather die. And this is your only the chance. End of, the end of your leash. Yo, look at him! <laughs> See that little pathetic punk I in the background? Should have pulled that trigger twice. Before I live at the end of your leash. Mm. And Bobby's like, fuck this. Oh, fuck it, we tried. Firing one. I love this scene so much. <laughs> it's the way it's, it's so typical. It's just so TV. <laughs> the way he slid out the way so you can see Philip on purpose on the screen was so evil, man. He's such a coward. Like I like I try like sometimes I get in like a show is good when you can kind of get like they say about pro wrestling. Like when you can forget that it's fake mm-hmm. and you just get you into just it. Hate the guy or really love. I'm him. watching this and I'm just like, I hate this guy. Like the way he just moved out the way to like your son's here. You really gonna blow up your son? Like you really gonna do that? And Bobby was like, I don't think Bobby knows, right? She don't know that that's Naomi's son. Bobby wouldn't have cared anyway. She would have been like, he, that is like, hey, yeah, I should have cared. Yeah. I, I mean, I get what Holden said later on. He don't want to be the one. To, to kill Naomi's son, but Naomi was also right. Every death that happens after this, when you could have avoided it, right? And now you you're telling me, so now I know it's on me. They're all or not on me, but because of me. Yeah. So y'all would have took the shot, both of y'all. Of course, twice. Because then, right. uh, I thought Go you were going to play the scene as the follow-up of Bobby, because she was sitting there doing the post-game, like John Madden, rest in peace, where she's like, listen, this the barrel roll into the left jab, million to one. Oh. Left jab into the right hook, million to one. Perfect shot with them dead to rights, million to one. Hit all three. I sh- She felt like Adam Sandler at the end of Uncut Jewels. <laughs> or Uncut- He's like, I got this. Like, how- I got the parlay. How did it miss? How did it miss? 
Like, you can't tell her. You can't ever tell her because she would punch you in the throat. She would, yeah. And of course, and of course, it'll, I mean, maybe it won't come out, but maybe, you know, I was just talking and about And Peaches is just eating her slop. She's just like, mm, sounds like a shame. <laughs> she looking at her. And that was the thing we, we didn't talk about because I didn't want to, you know, I, I didn't know what order you wanted to do. Remember that conversation with her and Holden about the, the, the no, I know, you know, I was going to kill you. It came out of him thinking that Amos told her. And she's like, you know, actually, I yeah. told him. I'm the one that told him. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was next because she told Amos. And then Amos was like, I don't know, before that, Amos was like, I got to do some shit outside. Like, and Holden's like, oh, it's a two man job. Let me help you out. And then uh, uh, Peaches tells Amos about the, you know, holding deactivated. Like, hey, come come they, down here and check something out. She didn't like broadcast it. She showed him, face yeah. to face, you know, so he could see the data himself. And yeah, he was. And they yeah. outside, man. And <laughs> this is like classic, like, I'm mad at you. So I'm not saying nothing to you. Holden just talking to Amos is like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, you know that thing where like like your significant other has something on their mind, they know they do, and you don't know, and so you like talking about something else, and they just uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so let me let me ask you about this. And he was like, you know, I could lock you out of fire control, right? <laughs> and he's like, hold on, like what? And he's like, I know what you did, basically. And he was like, I try. My whole thing is that I trust you to make the right decisions. Like that's been my whole thing this whole show. And I don't know. I don't think this is the right decision, bro. Like I don't like it. And Holden bucked up and was like, "I don't mm. have to answer to you. Like I can make this decision. This is my choice to make." He don't. I got I'm a like, big boy pants. And, and then Holden, and then Amos like, don't make like, me pull right because you know that's not gonna work out well for you, man. I feel like I wouldn't say that to Amos outside. Um, I was gonna say Travis <laughs> right? on a private frigate with a dude who's a killer. <laughs> ain't gonna go the way you think it is when no, you ain't. No, 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 no. He's had. He's, he's a soldier. It. He listens. I mean, he's not like. I mean, Amos if you do it in a us. disrespectful way, but he's had. Wait, wait. The higher ups say, you know, <laughs> shut up, private or whatever, stand down, corporal or whatever the fuck. He gets. Yeah, but they're not in the military. Like he gonna be like, oh, okay, it's like that. He's been taking orders from holding for six years. Oh, no, I remember, he's taking orders because he tolerates him because he sees him as his conscience. If he's yes. not going to be his conscience, he no longer has a need for him. Amos is very simple in his sociopath- sociopathy. Like He's mm-hmm. like, if you don't have a purpose for me, I don't need it. That's why yep. he didn't roll up on uh, 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 Naomi, because that's like prime directive RoboCop level stuff there. Like when she was like, you need to be somewhere else. I was like, yeah, I got to be. Because he ain't gonna buck up on her, because that's like that's like going up against his mother, and you see the relationship he had with his mother on the earth. Yeah, so you know, he goes back in. So Holden, you know, feeling guilty, goes and tells Naomi, uh, and she's like, "Why are you like? Why are you talking to me about this?" And she, he's like, "I deactivated the nuke." And she's like, "Bro, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know." I, I couldn't be the one to kill your son. Like, I got to wake up next to you every day and you got to look at me as the dude who killed your son. And she this was, was like... This, to me, his explanation of uh, of why he did what he did, like, to her and his feelings around her and her kid, like, I... I it was all understandable, like, damn. Yeah. You're in his place. But also, the bigger mission and... 
and 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 life and this earth killed millions of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So why does one life matter more than the millions of people? Like, tell that to the person who's picking up like their you know can't their teeth on Ganymede because they ain't got nothing left. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, she says, "Look, bro, I had a chance to be a martyr of motherhood. Like, I was on the I was on the pillar." I could have died there for the love of my son, but I jumped out that fucking airlock to go to the Chesamoka because I tried to save him and I couldn't. So like, let me have that. Like if you, you doing this is taking that away from me. And I was like, that's real too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Holden says, you know, all right, you know, you're right. Basically. <laughs> then they cut like next time we see Bobby, she's still heated. Like she's still mad about this. Like she's she's never gonna get over this. She's like, bro, I can't believe that happened. It was still a dud. Um, and then that's when they have the conversations with Peaches and Holden. And Peaches is like, listen, I'm not gonna tell her. Yeah, and there's no point in telling her, you know, let it go. We already I mean, honestly, that. they already have a war criminal on the on the ship. And if the war criminal told you she had a shot that should have killed Marcos and Naros and you deactivated the thing, he probably would have to be executed for treason against Earth. Like, Who's yes. the war if the news got out that that dude... Peaches. Yeah, Chris would have... Peaches is the war criminal? Yeah, remember? She she is want, she is she fled the planet for blowing up the... Blowing remember up they the had planet. her in that deep sub-basement prison? Yeah, she's like, like 18... She is a, yeah, I don't know. I remember yeah. her in like yeah. deep lock because of her <laughs> her whole her whole gimmicks. But yeah, okay, okay. That just wanted to yeah make sure. Yeah, and then on top of that, you'd have the guy that had the re- you know if you think the 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 media is bad now, you find out that Holden pulled the shot because the the baby mama of the biggest terrorist to earth <laughs> is his back piece. like nah man you ain't getting out alive like woo. right right that fire squad that you're talking about on Laconia like it <laughs> get blown up so then we cut to Philip with I mean the Pella with Marcos and Philip and you know Philip is watching Belter News BCN <laughs> Uh, and you know they're talking about how Marcos abandoned Siri Station, and so Marcos is. Then they cut to Marcos and he's checking with Roosevelt, and he's so confident. She's like, "I sent you these notes on these ships that's coming." And he's like, "Yeah, I saw them." And he, she's like, "That don't worry you." He was like, "Why would that worry me? Like, we gonna what we gonna do is we gonna dip in and we gonna dip out and we gonna dip in and we gonna dip out. And they ain't gonna know what hit them. Like we got the." We got the advantage. Like, we good. I don't care what they got. And I'm like, you you sound real confident, buddy. Uh, and so then Philip rolls up on him. It's like, can I talk to you for a minute? He's like, what? And he was like, the dissidents on the news are calling us cowards. And Marcos was like, why would you care about what a dissident says? And he was like, you told them people on series that this that was going to be the new capital of the belt. And she was like, he was like, you lied to them, basically. And he was like, uh, I told him what they to needed hear. to hear. <laughs> yeah. When they needed to hear. And he was like, I left the inner with a problem and tied up their resources. This is war, buddy. Like they and then he said, he was like, uh <laughs> he was like, also, them belchers on there, they ain't like us. Like we the real belchers. He was like, 
They right. spend their whole lives slaving away for the affection of the inners, like for, Miller. For comforts. Like he, he didn't he say mad, like Miller. He, but. He, mad, he mad at them for for dealing so closely with, with Earth and Mars <laughs> and getting trinkets for it, like more comforted, more better food probably and softer beds and that kind of thing, quality of life things. And that's when he hit, the, hit him with the line of me and you, we out here in the darkness. You know, Built like, different. We, we, yeah, <laughs> like Okay. Yeah, Flex, but okay. You know, like, cause remember, Miller had that nice ass apartment on Series mm-hmm. Station, and remember they had like that that area that had like the fake sky and sun, and they had like waterfalls and stuff that was walking through. Like Series was kind of nice in that part, and so Marcus was like, "Yeah, I ain't with that, bro." Like, like y'all said, I grew up in the hood. I'm staying in the hood. You ain't getting, you ain't getting me out of here. <laughs> I'm outside, like Jadika said. <laughs> the, the gravity probably different on series. Like L bones are harder over there. We got the soft, <laughs> we got the soft gooey bones mm. out here in the darkness by Jupiter. Like, why why would you want to be near Jupiter? <laughs> That's not a place that you want to live near Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, Marcos, Marcos is a warlock, a warlock. It's like the, the mm-hmm. people, they got the M's on them. The tattoo, that's what that's what the tattoos are. They're like, yeah, yeah, we live Callisto. Like yeah, he's Callisto. Callisto. We live in the sewers. Y'all not real mutants up there, uh, Emma Frost looking like Pam Anderson. You're not one of us. We the real, we the real mutants down here, basically what Marcus is saying. <laughs> like the um, ones on Futurama, the under undersea uh <laughs> mutants, and they were like looking at Leela, like you fine. You look at you passing on the surface. I got two arms. Growing, I got two arms growing out my neck. Like you think I can just walk down the street? Like yes, yeah, thirty thousand in this movie, New York, and aliens walk all over the place. I never got that, <laughs> that storyline. Like, oh, they get discriminated on? Like this guy's got six set of eyes, and he's a uh, you know building manager. But, but. <laughs> so then they, uh, you know, the Pella, that's when the Pella picks up the Rasnati. We already talked about that. Uh, so let me see. Oh, afterwards, right? We get back, um, and you know, <laughs> Marcos pissed. is pissed. Or I'm sorry, Marcos pissed. He Marcos wants, is pissed. He wants the leaders or the captains of those other ships spaced, and anybody, <laughs> and anybody that calls for help or hesitates on this ship, space them too. He said, right. "Take the two most senior officers and space them, and if the captain tries to plead for their sympathy, you space him too." And then Philip rolls up on him. I actually I don't want to give Philip credit, but I give him credit for this. He rolls up on Marcos and he's like, "Hey, dog, this was your fault." Wait, wait, wait! Like, Marcos was trying to blame. Like, what? If, what could he blame Philip for? Because Philip's shot didn't miss. Because he was the gunner. Remember, he, he had him up there at the gunner. He's like, "You missed. You can't do it, right?" No, he was like, I need a new pilot, one that won't shit to bed when you know, when, or shit his pants when when battle starts or something like that. I was like, was Philip flying or was he on the guns? Like, I, I'm, I'm. He was I'm, on the guns, but he was like, because Philip says, I took the shot when you told me to. What you want me to do? Yeah. And then Marcus was like, hit them, <laughs> kill them. <laughs> he didn't pull a her face and hit test and you know, give away his <laughs> position and not shoot the shot. He, he shot yeah, it Michio. and it was on target and it got shot down by the anti missile defense or whatever. And he was like, actually, dog, this is your fault. Like, we ain't need to be in there. Like, it was no reason for us to go after the Rossi. You wanted to kill James Holden because of your pride. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
And he said that in front of everybody. I was like, look at Philip uh yeah. getting some courage. And then, then Marcos was like, was like, You're a coward. <laughs> get off my like, ship. You're a leader. Yeah. You're a leader of your duties. Get off of my deck. Kicked his ass out of there. Somebody's like the other people, officers, the higher ups in the know, and, and Rosenfeld or whatever the lady's name is, looking at each other like, wait, he let his kid murder a guy like a week ago. And now he's, uh, <laughs> and now he wants to fire him or discipline him or, you know. Yeah, he's fine. And that's, and that's what makes it funny because he's firing him not for murder, but for Telling the truth. It's subordination. Everybody sees, I mean, everybody it was. Knows the truth. I mean, you can't do that. Uh, but the or, thing or is, at least, though, like you shouldn't in the line of, you know. But when you're, when you, but, but the, 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 the more they see him doing this stuff, though, Trav and, and Brent, the more they see he is full of it. Mm-hmm. Like this they dude should. is forever the dude that want to be elected at student body. I keep saying he wants to be student body <laughs> president and have ice cream every day for lunch. <laughs> and don't know nothing about what it means to be like in charge. Yeah, Trav brought up the best point that I keep I can't unsee now. Every time I see him, he the only dude with no tattoos. I'm like, I'm looking yep. at him like, does nobody else know do that dirt. he don't have no tats? Like they don't find he that probably weird. scared. Like, <laughs> hey, I don't want to know. No, I can't, can't. I can't do it. Can't. It'd be funny if season episode six somebody was like, "Dog, where your tattoos at?" I'd die. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then they show Philip showing up at his new job as a repair man. He don't know dude, nothing. He don't know nothing about repairs. He don't know nothing it, about uh, yeah, yeah, repairs. He don't know nothing about nothing. He a spoiled son of the, the dude in charge. Yeah. And uh, the homie was like, uh, you know, he didn't know what to do because he's like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable like telling Marco's son what to do. Like, <laughs> this is weird. And then Philip was like, dude, just tell me, he's like, you the pro, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. So homie's teaching Philip how to patch holes on the ship. And the dude starts watching the news and he gets distracted and lets the plate go. And the dude had to come and catch it. Yeah. And so the homie starts telling Philip about his brother. And he's like, yeah, my brother's back on series. He's like, why are you not here in the fight? And he was like, Oh, he got the softest of bones. He can't even step off serious. <laughs> like he come out here, he starts throwing up and getting headaches and stuff. Like, nah, bro, he, he got, got he vertigo. never leaving there. Yeah, he got vertigo. He did say that. Yeah, he got vertigo. He's like, he is not coming softest, on this shit. The softest of bones. Oh, and, here, 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 here's one thing I forgot about because I'm while we're talking now, I'm, I'm. I realized I got a new phone and all my audiobooks didn't carry over when I did the data switch. Mm-hmm. And so I got to re-download my Expanse books because now we talk about this before I go to bed. I got to start listening to the ones I missed. Mm-hmm. You remember when he did his first speech? Marcos? About like how he's taken over and I'm general and yeah, we're the free Navy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't do as good a job, but they did it okay in season five where... He dropped his entire inner accent and spoke. I'm sorry, Belter accident spoke like an inner. And it's because he thinks he's better than his own people. In the mm-hmm. book, they had the internal monologue of Naomi kind of like this dude passing over here. Because a lot of the times <laughs> those tattoos that the Belters wear are the hide scars they get from working out in space. And so he never oh. does work. 
He's never done any of that work. Like he's talking about those people on Siri, but he's never done that dirt work. He's always been that dude sitting in the coffee shop. Yeah, you know, revolution about to happen. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, Tucker Carlson talking about how bad yeah. vaccines are while he's triple vexed, sitting in his 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 socially distant studio in his house, <laughs> triple vexed, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then, uh, you know, he, uh, they start going, he's talking, yeah, he's talking about his brother and then they're like, let's go get this warhead basically. So they're walking through this part of the ship that got shot up and the warhead's there and the dude acts like he's stuck and Philip starts freaking out. He's like, no, nah, I'm just kidding, bro. And he looks <laughs> at it and he sees that it's disarmed and it's like, oh, I wonder who did that? Like, how'd that happen? Uh, and everybody just assumes like, oh, it must've been some kind of glitch in flight. Yeah. So then they cut to Rosenfeld and he's like, she tells him like, yeah, we spaced these two officers. And Marco says, what about the captain? And she's like, nah, I ain't do that. And Marco was like, that's insubordination. And she was like, you was angry. I thought you was being rhetorical. Like, I don't, I don't know if you want me to tell you. He was like, no, nah, I wasn't. And she was like, well, what's a happy misunderstanding then? Because you out here losing it, bro. And if you start losing it, these people ain't going to follow you no more. They're going to see through your bullshit. And then this whole fight is going to be pointless. So you need to basically get on your game. And Marcus was like, what makes you think you can talk to me like this? <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. like, because nobody else will. Everybody else is either dead, spaced, or like got no food. Like, like somebody needs to talk to you like this. Like somebody needs to tell you the truth. And uh, she was about to leave out. And Marcus was like, what you want out of this? Like, what's your end game? Like, what you want when this is over? And she was like, governorship of Medina Station. And he was like, oh, you know, control you you over that? Yeah. Control over all the new worlds. That's it. You just want to sit at the nexus of, you know, like the, the cross path of, of all these good things. And just, yeah, you think what you got is worth that? She's like, and then so? <laughs> and so then he poured her a drink. And then they like, they was about to have sex. Yeah, because uh, that's what Marco does. That's all he does. He's just a pretty face. <laughs> and she clearly has got a, you know, some gumption, and you know, she's using, you know, using what she got to get what she wants. Like if I, if that's what I got to do to, you know, for a position, if I got to use this vein, you know, use this vain narcissist against himself, you know, use those things mm-hmm. against them, then that's what I'll do. So then they, uh, then we get drummer, and this is another thing I found on Reddit. Apparently, she's like the most popular character on the show. Like mm-hmm. apparently, like apparently, like drummer is the one that like everyone loves, which I had no idea. Um, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, she's one of my favorites. She's one of the best, most compelling. Like you think about when, whenever she showed up, like season two or three. And she's just always been in the mix with something really good. And she always comes out uh, like she's a consummate baby face in a, in, a, in a world where it's hard to be. Like James Holden is supposed to be like the good guy. of the, But he's compromised in so many ways. Very, I mean, mm-hmm. Just in today's episode we talked. Or in the one in the whole disarming the missile. Uh Drummer, we never had, and we've seen her fight back. Remember, she was paralyzed at her 
whole spine yeah. crunched under that mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, she's like, you can't stop me. She got in that suit. <laughs> yeah, her, she had the the, the the mech suit. Yeah, the, 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 the spinal column support and everything. And then her whole relationship with Ashford and how oh, yeah. she made Ashford one of the better good guy characters on the show. Like, where he's mm-hmm. a whole piece of shit when he first showed up. Like, oh, I hope he dies. That was certainly my, uh, my uh, you know, like, God, I hope this guy dies. And then when he did, it was in the most heroic, you know, uh, good guy way. So, yeah, uh, uh, Drummer is drummer is the bee's knee. Is she this big of a character in the books, Rich? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because like I was, I was on there, and I was like, everybody loves Drummer. They just got Drummer's the goat. She's the best thing in the show. Like she's everybody was talking about how she's their favorite character, and you know, I can see it though. I, can I mean, Bobby's it. probably still my favorite character, but um, Drummer has all those same qualities that that I like in Bobby, like tough, kick-ass woman who's not here for your shit and can hold mm-hmm. hers. And don't need nobody just don't opposite it like a militaristic and a uh, uh, not refugee type but a militant type. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not surprised at all. So we cut to the drummer ship and uh, Michio's watching a news report that pastor. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Uh, and Jessup says, "Oh, poor Earthers don't know where they're gonna get their food and water." Welcome to welcome the to the belt. <laughs> This is this is the I this is I paid back my student loans. Why should mm-hmm. they why should they get to have their student loans forgiven? Yes. Like because everybody in society levels up then, including you who are like what? I have to explain this to you. Like so I, hurt I mean it's the thing, hurt people hurt people. I literally said that in my next note. I said Jessup and Michio have a Twitter argument. Uh, that's basically <laughs> what it was. Like uh, they were going at it, and uh, Liang, Liang, I think that's his name. He was like, "Oh, I see why you wanted that one off the ship." And Drummer was like, "Did I ask you?" <laughs> she said it with like so much disrespect. Like, did I ask you for your she, opinion? She, she did son, son, my man. And uh, Drummer was like, "All right, bro. Like, uh, you know, they, next time we see them, they at the supply depot." And they see all these supply, like shipping containers in space. Wait, wait, would you not undersell the cinematography? Yes. The shot. I was like, is this Zod? And 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 what's <laughs> you know the two? I was like, is this Zod showing up? This was like some it wasn't sinister because they're all good guys, and we know they're not going to go like murder a bunch of orphans or anything. But it was just, they're all in black with space black background and then the way the camera swung in and they're floating and the, the simultaneous, you know, the little the, the mm. pressure spray coming out their, their space packs. It was dope. That was, was such dope. a cool scene. And then they used to shoot the grappling hooks out their chest and, and lock on to the, to the gigantic space uh, shipping container. Oh, that yeah, was, that was yeah. dope. You're right. The infiltration, you're right. The, the spy game, the, M, the, the, the MI5 James Bond type uh, uh, feel that the, in space that this mm-hmm. game gave off. Yeah, that was one of the better scenes of these two, these two episodes. They get in there and they're like, why is this pressurized? Like, what, what's going on in here? 
uh, they got prisoners on here. Like, what the hell's going on here? And so then, like, some other pirates was on there trying to steal some stuff, and they get yeah. into a, a space fight. Shootout. And somebody gets killed on Drummer's team. Her space mask gets busted up. But they end up killing them other dudes. Uh, and then another on one surprised them, and that's when my man got pinned down and, and had his arm. Yeah. Thing. And one of the they showed cool- some gore on this. Like, yeah, I wasn't this- expecting that. We went from something shot really well to not the shot that it was shot poorly or anything, but when they his 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 arm is crushed underneath a big giant heavy crate that they can't move even with two of them, and then uh, uh, was the mousy woman Michi Michio Michio yeah. she runs in like no 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 don't lift the, the the crate is the only thing keeping his blood inside. <laughs> so mm-hmm. don't lift the crate. And so, so she wants to run this little uh, medical band under his, uh, over his shoulder and, and uh, probably clamp the pressure before they lift the crate off. But she can't get under it because it's pinned to the ground by the crate. So they lift the crate a little. And instead of like pulling him out, she's like doing work while they're trying to hold up this crate, <laughs> like with a broom handle. And the broom handle snaps, and the crate falls falls back to it down on his arm, crunching it again. But they got the little tourniquet, medical tourniquet thing around around his shoulder and, and, and arm. So then, and then she amputates it with a knife because she they don't have time. You got to go 127 hours, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, you acting a little dramatic about your arm getting cut off when you know it's just gonna grow back. Like Amos okay, lost a whole okay. hand. Okay, Brandon, Mr. Uh, yeah. I, I, okay, I know I know that this little cut I got on my arm, I, I like gashed myself, it will heal in a, in a couple days through some Neosporin. Don't mean I'm not bitching like in the moment. Oh, God, blood everywhere. God damn it. You know, it's like, and not to mention, it hurt like a son of a bitch. Come on, let, me, sure drop a, let me drop a crate on your elbow and shoulder and see how you I'm talking about like it. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, take it, take it. They had him like they had Michio like standing by his bedside like he was in a coma. And I'm like, dog, I saw Amos get his hand chopped off, and he was he was out there helping people back to normal like two days later. Yeah, and he did have they did have the like it looked like it looked like his arm, like his. It was like a little mini galaxy, like yeah, it's uh, a regenerate, in, in the machine regenerating his yeah. arm. Yeah, it was really cool. Like I love how he probably have his arm back before the last episode, and he out here. He probably have mind. a little baby arm in the next episode. <laughs> you know, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and so then they, uh, you know, that so that happened, and so. Uh, oh, then uh, then we get the basically then we get the drummer speech, right? So I got that too. I thought this was a good way to end the show. Okay, before before we get to that, uh-huh. what? So after Mark Marcos storms off and he's embarrassed and he's you know his little his little plan to shoot down Holden and then Rossi didn't go off. He goes back into his little private area and he's look. He gets a message at everything. Uh, uh, the Lacona stuff, or somebody has, uh, you know, sends them a message about 
yeah, the, the, the Kona ship just showed up and everything's going. What's what's he doing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was confused about that too. I was going to ask y'all. I was I didn't know what is that supposed to be like. I think that's us? a mystery. Like we don't know. Yeah. Like he's he's you know because he's wise. That's a, I think that's why he's so super confident with uh, uh, McFarland or whatever the the lady's name is Rosenfeld. Like, Rosenfeld. That's why he's so he's just like yeah no, I ain't scared. Don't even worry about it. Um, because he's got an ace an ace up his sleeve or something, and I think that's the. That's the injury. Wait, who, who is who's he? Who is this? Is this the other faction of, you know, Swabitar and those guys? You know, something's happened. He's got, he's got back a backup plan, and I think that's a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's play this drummer speech. Be the one who took back what you stole. Kamina Drummer did this to you. Live shaved. Die oh. empty. I, play, I, I went too far ahead. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you started at the beginning. And then you ran. So go and raise your back. Come on. Of course it goes slow. When I need and to play. still we are here. <laughs> here we unbroken, unbowed, and you, you are nothing. You stole from your own. You abandoned Ceres to the inners and left Belters to starve. You called yourself a champion and then you ran. So go and raise your bounty. Track me down and kill me if you can. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I will always be the one who took back what you stole. Kamina Drummer did this to you. Live shamed, die empty. And here that, comes Philip. That, that's why she's everybody's favorite character. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. That was a dope uh, scene. And here comes Philip trying to be tough guy. I mean, he's smelling himself. At least it wasn't the Innes who raided our supplies. Whose side are you on? Well, I only. Jumma is our enemy. Same as the in us and anyone else who stands against us. This is you gonna cry in the car. And it won't be over <laughs> until we are dead or victorious, or else everything that we fought for, the blood that we spilled, the baratnas we lost, all will have been for nothing. There's no turning back now. Okay, buddy. Yeah, no nothing can back keep now. Philip and Marcos apart for long. They have their little disagreements and their little spats, but this is going to have him running back to his dad. Like, oh, dude, we, we need to, we need to, we got to do this. We, we can't. Mm -mm. And that's pretty much the end of these two episodes. We, we did forget to talk about how, uh, or or maybe I missed it. Did we not talk about how the, 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 the Cara uh, escape the wake with her brother's body. Oh yeah, we did. We did forget about getting that. Yeah, that was right. We got caught up talking about the other stuff. Yeah, man, a little girl took her brother's body with nobody looking. Apparently, <laughs> just rolled him out on a gurney into Listen. the woods to go see a slimy dog creature. 
zombie necromancer guy or dog. Well, you know it's about to be a pet cemetery situation. That ain't gonna end good. This is about to be because they're gonna have to put him down, or uh, uh, yeah, Uh, he'll probably have some of his memories. But yeah, but people are gonna be yeah. This is gonna get real creepy the last couple episodes. Oh, and I figured out why I didn't know who Kara was. There's a novella between the book I'm currently reading and the book I read called Strange Dogs, kind of like the novella that took care of Bobby's nephew. Like that season was really a little novella in between the two book two and book three. And so it's the same thing between book six and seven, Kara's story is told. And then it jumps into like she shows up in the last two books as an adult, I guess. Since I haven't read those yet, I haven't met her. Do you know if she's a kid in the novella or she's an adult? Yes. So um, the background says Kara's parents were scientific researchers that had left Earth to come to Laconia prior to Winston Duarte relocating his loyalists there. She has a younger brother named Zan. Kara loved to explore the nearby wilderness that they settled on. And then I'm not going to go any further because I think that's going to be the plot. Yeah, so so she's a kid and then in the the novella. Oh, this novella is only 100 pages. I could read this in a night. Listen, I got the other ones. Like, I'll wait until after we're done recording because I ain't trying to go to jail. Uh, but some of my Lithuanian <laughs> friends hooked me up on a spot with the people in the place. Uh, I got all of them. And yeah, the yeah, it's only like the audio book is two hours, 29 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. I might. Yeah, I might. I, I'm definitely going to read these books after we're done. I recommend it, man, especially because it ties the pieces together. Like the books, I'm looking on the Wikipedia page, and since Travis is the resident champion of all things uh, uh, audiobook, like they average 20 hours for each book. Nine books, 20 hours. I saw Trav post his his hours for 2021 on Twitter, and I was like... Oh, the books listened to? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a two, lot. Two, 220 for, for, for 2021. In 2020, I hit 146. And that was like, oh, I can't believe I read over almost 150 books. I mean, let me push it. I didn't listen to no podcasts. I listened to no new music <laughs> in the last two years. And <laughs> that's the only and that's the why, because I listened to 220 <laughs> audiobooks in 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 a year. <laughs> or 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 uh, 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 366 in two years. It's absurd. I like, yeah, I, I can't believe in the middle of that I had a girlfriend. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you prioritize the time, man. <laughs> Maybe that's why I got one now. Like, listen to the damn audiobook. I'm gonna try to get into audiobooks. I've been reading. Comic now, Trav, what was the World Tree? World Tree Online is. The game that the whole gimmick with the game, super immersive VR, and it takes place in like 2050 or whatever, I think. This is take a vacation on your lunch break. So the time dilation, the the time dilation was so crazy in this game that the advertising was you could take a seven day vacation on your lunch hour. Could you imagine how tolerable <laughs> life would be in the shittest Amazon warehouses? I got a piss in a bottle. And, and imagine if 
every day you get to take a seven day vacation in Aruba or wherever you want to be because it's a gay, you know, you want to be climb Mount Everest for seven days or, you know, go snorkeling or do whatever. So, and everybody got, it was a glitch. No, not a glitch, an update. It was a, a, yeah. 30, a 30 minute update. I'm reading it now. Yeah, it says, people were I'm like, reading. a 30 minute update? What is this, the 2020s? It's like, yeah, a, a 15, 20 minute update for my Xbox or for my, for my, for my PlayStation. It's, it's pretty normal. Like, oh, they got a damn system reinstall or whatever the hell they do. And they made it seem like, you know, ugh, I don't know. What, but, <laughs> but because of that, the people that were in the game, it, uh, it seemed like 300 and something years to them. It was, yeah, it said an update begins that stretches the time dilation to one year for every five seconds. Yep. <laughs> so a 30-minute update became people trapped in the game for 360 years or whatever it was. Oh, that sounds interesting. Wow. I might read it. Oh, and the thing was, people get older and they have experience. They're fighting monsters. They're dying. They're having traumatic experiences. But like, if you're 19, there's kids in there, like teenagers. They still make decisions like teenagers, even though they've had these vast experiences for hundreds of years, because their brains are still kid brains. Right, mm-hmm. like you're not growing in a sense of your physical and physiological development. You're just you just got a bunch of experiences. But when the next experience happens, you're still reacting like a 19 year old, not like a 319 year old. <laughs> At the end of the thing, yeah. So it's a it's it's a it's, that was one of the better ones that I, that I've read. Really dope concept, and it was three books, and they got in and told their story and got out in a trilogy. And that's, uh, that's, uh, that's rare in, in the, in the genre. That's dope. I need to, I definitely need to get into some books, real books, not just comic books, real books. Yeah. Well, <laughs> these, the stuff I read, people would say it's, they're just I mean, lit RPGs. It's just, <laughs> you know, a video game in, in text form, basically. That reminds me before you go, Rich. Do you read Saga? Don't you read Saga? I do. Both do. You know, mm-hmm. Saga comes back next week, right? Or in two weeks. So is this volume 10? It's, oh, well, I guess I guess maybe it it'll be the issues first and then issue 56, I think. I think so 56. this is what's so we haven't resolved what's Fiona, I think that's her name. Um had the no, that was taken. They went to abortion town because she had a miscarriage. So they went to abortion town at the beginning of yeah. the next one. But something happened at the end of the series. I forget. I need to. I need to get back on it. But yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm doing my reread now. It comes out January 26th, issue 55. When this comes back, where where are you in your reread? I just started yesterday, so I'm. I'm oh, okay, one. okay. You're early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm rereading it to get ready. Because that's so my favorite much, comic. So much happened. Like, damn, Fiona had a drug problem mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle of the series. She just was just addicted, and then and, and then going to like those, those acting classes or whatever. Oh, it got so it got so odd in some places. And then the big the big uh, 
the big spider lady basically is the template for whenever I'm reading these lit RPGs and there's an anthropomorphized spider boss. That's she's who I see. Yeah. And what a what a relationship she like, oh man, like that is such a good book. Like you you can think you have an opinion of you know certain characters and by the end of the series, like, you know what? They uh, turned out to be all right. I heard that the book was. Uh, I heard that it got option for a TV series somewhere. I was yeah. reading. So yeah, we'll see. yeah. And then what, what? What happens? I mean, what happened to Why the Last Man? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, after all that back and forth, back and forth. Are we going to make a show? Are we not? And then they finally do. They they don't even tell people until like it's about to come out in six weeks. Like, oh yeah, by the way, we we shot Why the Last Man and it's about to drop. Like, oh, I thought that wasn't happening. Uh, Same thing with the Wicked and Divine. That was supposed to be a TV show. That wasn't the greatest book. Anyway. It never happened. But yeah, I tried. I, I tried really hard to get into that. It's gorgeous, gorgeous book to read. But I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> So yeah. do I still have those, Rich? Do I need to? Do I still have? You probably have to send them back. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. At some point, I mean, no push. All right, we are done with episodes three and four. So we got two episodes left in the series. Wow, that's it. We're almost done. I don't understand how these going to have to be the 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 most epic two out two episodes. Ever because I don't know how you wrap this whole all of this up in in two hours or, or even even if they do extended uh, extended episodes. No, how episode five is only forty eight minutes. So yeah, I'm gonna watch that before I go to bed. And apparently, from what I've seen, he hasn't retweeted anyone that's given spoilers. But every review of the finale is like, I don't know how he pulled this off, or they pulled this off. Oh, okay. All right, I'm in. I mean, yeah. I was already in, but I'm more in. All right, so I guess we'll be back next next week with the with the finales. Yeah, we'll and be back next week. Finale. Yeah. So now, that, listen. I don't yeah. want to give us more work, but I would say if you guys are into it, we maybe we push it a couple of weeks. But after we're done with the finale, if you guys start reading the books and seeing you like them, see, see now you just I don't want to make more work. Here, here's a stack of papers. <laughs> listen, listen, here's some work. Or even if you want to start with like one of the novellas, because that's an easy listen and see what, how you feel about them and the style of writing. Look, y'all already getting me in the books. Like I told you, Travis is making me want to listen to uh, read the um, his Dark Materials books because I didn't care about the, oh, I didn't care about the show for the longest time until I listened to y'all's show and I was like, oh, maybe I should watch this. And then I started watching the show. And then I listened to y'all talk about it on the, the podcast, talk about the books. And I was like, yeah. maybe I should read these books. Like, <laughs> If you're going to start with an audio book, start with that one. Because literally in 2012, my friend Friday, she was like, hey, you need to, you should read uh, His Dark Materials. I was like, ah, I saw the movie. It was cute. And she's like, no, 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 no. You need to read the books. And she kept hassling me, hassling me. And so I compromised. I was like, ah, okay, I'll listen to the audio book. And they've got the full cast. Is oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. It's not like like nowadays sound act and it's uh, <laughs> uh, the the voice not voiceover actors, but the 
voice actors are very diverse, have a very diverse panel of voices or repertoire of voices, right? Like, yeah, there are, there, are, there are levels to it. Some are better and have way more, way deeper library of, library of voices than others. But typically, you're not going to get, you know, just dry person with the same. <laughs> but the His Dark Material series is even on a whole different level than that because it's not one person doing a bunch of different good voices. It's a, a cast doing, of, of trained actors and voice actors doing a production of, of this book. So if you're going to like listening to the old Superman shows, radio shows. Yes. Like it's like a show. Superman flies in. Yeah. <laughs> and right, sound yeah. effects. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be my thing in 2022. I'm going to read some books uh, that aren't comic books. Get back. Go on, uh, look, go get a Goodreads account and keep track of them. And that's like motivation in itself. Like when you go, when you accept the challenge, go put 25, you know, I want to read 25 books this year and, and, uh, and keep track of them that way. Yeah, even even comic good. books. I got volume. I'm sure all those sagas that I read, I, I tracked those through Goodreads. Like, shit, I read it. I'm putting that on as a book I read. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be back uh, probably next week or maybe the week after. I think depends when they release episode six. But in the next couple of weeks to do five and six. Uh, anything else before we go, Trevor Rich? No. No, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Cool. So thank you all for listening. Make sure you go follow Rich on Twitter at Rich underscore fan and follow Travis at Travlord on Twitter. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Peace.